Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with Dixie D'Amelio. She's a pop star, and we have a lot to discuss. An album on the way from her, plus she's writing music. She's a new record out called Psycho. We'll get into it, but first, please, share this podcast with those you care about, and hit subscribe. I beg you. Okay, let's do this. Hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Dan. Hey. <laughs> we welcome uh, to the studio Dixie D'Amelia. Well, well, is it just Dixie? Is that like the artist name is just Dixie? For music, yes. For everything else, I'm keeping Dixie D'Amelio. But like for music, I was like, well, there's no one really else named Dixie. No. And, and you know, one of the things I thought of this morning was how unique both you and your sister's names are. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie and Dixie. Like it feels <laughs> like your parents just like, you know, popped out a brand. Yeah, I named Charlie actually. What? Yeah. When I was I was three. Well, my first choice was Cinderella. Oh. <laughs> and my parents said no to that. So my next choice was Charlie. What? I don't know why, but yeah. And then Dixie, um, my mom had that name from when she was a kid. And yeah. Wow. <laughs> you had the power to name your sister. I know. That's rather interesting. Like, your family is very close. Yes, we're best friends. I just read that you weren't best friends with Charlie until like high school. Mm-hmm. Do you think the TikTok path and the internet path would have played out the same if you and Charlie didn't become friends later in life? I think there's so many factors into like how things happen because I stayed back a year in high school. So like if I was in if I didn't stay back, I would have been in college and like none of this would have happened because I wouldn't have really been a part of it. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> So what forces you to stay back a year in high school? Usually that ha- well, usually, usually it happens, happens in earlier. kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, and like some people do it for like athletic purposes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's educational. What, what what happened? So I was in public school, um, freshman and sophomore year, and I left halfway through sophomore year and switched to private school. And it was like an option if I wanted to redo it or not. And I was like, this school is really cool and really nice. Like, I should get another year here. So I just, I didn't even care. I was like, let's just redo it, start over, drop all the grades from public school yeah. and just start over. Wow. So you really went in with a clean slate. Did you have friends in this school before you had entered? I had a couple friends, uh, people I knew, but it was pretty, it was a very small school. So it was easy. Like, everyone knew each other. And it was, it was a nice adjustment. Because I went from a school with, like, a lot of people like a huge public school to school with like 90 kids in my grade oh wow that's a big difference (laughs) i went the opposite like when i started i had like 80 kids in the entire school and Mm -hmm. then i went to a school with 2800 kids (laughs) and it was like this weird shock but you're prepared to handle crowds if you go from a ginormous ocean to a tiny pond yeah have you like had the opportunity to like sit down and like think about how and why through all this like, like, how and why you? Because you mentioned there's a lot of factors. <laughs> I mean, I just always say, like, everything happens for a reason. I don't want to question it. I like how things are going right now. But I feel like if I sat down and thought about it, it would just be very overwhelming. I'm happy with how things are going. I'm not going to mess with anything. <laughs> but, no, it's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Is it... Would you say luck had any role in it? Oh, yeah. I mean... I think everything was just such perfect timing. Like, the timing we got on TikTok, the timing, like, of 
quarantine and every single person was on their phone. We will never see that many people on the internet ever again, I don't think. A hundred percent. That is what kind of brought us like to the next level just because there was so many people online, so many people who were like just on their phones and staring at their screens all day and that kind of brought a lot of more attention to us. So your history and the pandemic and obviously the internet, but also decisions like you deciding to stay back a year in high school, like, mm-hmm. like things that like you, you were wouldn't ju- think, yeah, yeah, you would have never thought that that w- would have ever led to this. Or like me applying to one college that I found out before senior year started. So it was easy to travel to LA a lot because I was already in college, like crazy decisions, like second long decisions that changed my whole life. And now we're here. Talking about music and life and everything in between. Mm-hmm. I know music has all like played some role in your your life, but did you like seriously? Did you ever think pop star would be something you'd add to your title right after your name? No, I mean, I. Do you consider yourself a pop star right now? No, <laughs> I. I don't want to say anything because I'm gonna get stuff for it, but. I mean, it was always a dream. I've started singing when I was three years old. I did, um, like, theater and vocal lessons. I sang all the time. I, like, sang at my cousin's wedding and my grandpa's funeral. Like, so major, sorry, that was dark. But, like, yeah, but like major moments. Sang. They trusted you to sing. I mean, that's, by the way, could be the scariest performance of your life is performing at your grandfather's funeral. Yeah, that was. You really can't that up no. you only get one of those no that was scary in a wedding that's very scary yeah I mean, <laughs> do you volunteer as tribute or does somebody no. go like you should be singing at this like all my cousins were bridesmaids and i got to sing um like we all got to open the cards and all everyone got bridesmaids and they're like vocalists and i was like what does that mean that's very scary <laughs> but no it was exciting what did you sing um okay I'm trying to think. I sang Hallelujah at one of them, but I don't remember if it was the funeral or the wedding. (laughs) It's like a really universal song. It signifies both the the end and the beginning. Yeah, it might have been both. I really don't remember. It's the video somewhere. Would you say you're already comfortable on stages performing? Oh, yeah. I really don't get nervous. Really? Like, in front of crowds. I don't know why. Like, or... I mean, I'm kind of nervous for this, but I'm usually never nervous. Like, I'm pretty good at just, like, turning it on and forgetting everything. But I think I'm ready. That's Whenever I learn how to dance, I'll be ready to be on stage. That's my only thing I'm working on. When you're thinking about your stage show, because mm-hmm. obviously I, you definitely have a lot of songs that you've been sitting on, correct? Yes. <laughs> and I'm assuming that they're going to trickle out over the next few months? Next couple months, probably, like, Two, three months, everything will probably be out. And a part of this, like, whole thing is doing a stage show. Mm -hmm. Are you not comfortable with your dancing ability? Like, if you were to do choreography today? I think I could do it. I think I'm ready to get on stage right now and perform. But my team is a little unsure because I have a lot of confidence. (laughs) And I'm like, just put me on stage. I can do it. They're like, no, you need to practice. I'm like, no, I don't. Trust me. So we have a little back and forth, but I think we're going to start with like a small show with like 20 people, like biggest fans and family, and then see how that goes. And then 
I'll see if they trust me or not after that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you're like, put me in, coach. I am ready to dance. My feet were made to move. <laughs> so have you started rehearsals for a live show? I've done movement classes and vocal lessons for it. Um, but the thing is, like, I don't think I'm not going to do like a full choreographed dance. I'm not yeah. J-Lo, obviously. Like, that's not what I would do anyway. But it's just literally like, what do you do with your hand while like you're doing something? Because sometimes you just like don't even realize it's like over here doing nothing. But I think what helps <laughs> a lot is because I modeled like my whole life as well. And knowing where to put your hands, never like leave it out hanging and just... Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Yeah, you need to, like, dude, think <laughs> about it. Like, your body's just doing things that you don't even actually think about because mm-hmm. you're just existing. Yeah. <laughs> but everything matters. Yeah, but I think the best way to kind of learn that stuff is just to get on stage and do it. Yeah. And if you look dumb, you look dumb. Who cares? Yeah. Do you, do you, you care. I mean, I don't want to look stupid, but I swear it would be amazing. I don't know. I just feel like I got it. That's <laughs> the confidence you need to have when you get on there. That's yeah. a ball of fiery passion that I think just needs to be let free. I know. But I am also, like, I can't do it in front of, like, a group. My dad's like, you can't perform on stage. You can't even sing in front of your family. I'm like, it's different. It's different from having, like, your parents look at you singing versus, like, a bunch of people you don't know. That seems yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, you you kind of need the public's validation in your performance ability in order for you to, like, really sell it in front of your parents. Do you know what I'm saying? And if it's bad and people let me know, then I'm going to work really hard to make sure it's good but like my parents are really good at like i'm when i practice in front of them they're like hold your mic up hold your mic up because i do drop it a little bit so they're like i'll just sit in the kitchen for hours and they're like pushing the mic up so it's in front of my face (laughs) so i have been practicing a little bit this is a family affair everybody's involved right (laughs) like like you you have remained true to your family since the beginning of all this Mm mm-hmm I mean, has, has, but this can't not have tested your relationship with your parents and with your sister. We are very careful of like how deep we go with like working together just because we don't want it to affect our relationship. I, if I ask for help, my parents, that's, I'm like, how do I do this? Teach me how to like move and like stuff like that. They are happy to help, but they would never like come in and be like, you need to do this. You need to do that because that would just ruin our relationship. They're not like our managers or anything because... Oh my gosh, I don't think we'd ever speak again. <laughs> but do you just naturally know that that's the move? Or do you have to like kind of like 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 go in a certain direction, have there be tension, and then figure it out? Or did you just know inherently? I just know like my parents are very smart. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. They've proved themselves so many times where I can trust them. And I'm like, it's so much easier just to ask for help than like waiting to the last minute. Like, I need help. I can't do this. So... I'm always asking for help. (laughs) It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. I've learned, like, it's just so much easier to ask for help when you need it than wait until you're, like, struggling. Uh, Yeah, it also (laughs) allows you to grow and learn, and it's less stressful for all parties. Well, how ridiculous were those rumors that your parents didn't like you? (laughs) I definitely milked that. I (laughs) loved that. Um, No, they were not happy about that because they are like, stop telling the internet that but i was like oh my gosh i'm the least favorite child but like i know i'm the favorite but do you figure <laughs> out where that starts that rumor i mean everyone's just like charlie has more followers she's, she's the favorite um my mom swears she doesn't have favorites um so does my dad but like i can get on his good side i'm like you know what you know we're the same person <laughs> but 
Yeah, they swear they don't have favorites, but I think I'm the favorite. They always have favorites. Yeah. They can't admit it, but they definitely have favorites. <laughs> Is it weird that your parents are also kind of famous? Like, no. I've, been, I've never been, like, embarrassed of my parents. I feel like a lot of kids my age are like, oh, that's so weird. Like, your parents do this. I'm like, my parents are cool. I'm sorry. My parents are really cool. Like, they're just, they've always been cool. I've never been like, can you please not do that? So, I don't care. I th- I like that we're doing this together because it's so, like, they understand everything. Yeah. I, like, some of my friends who don't have their parents here, like, their parents don't know what they're doing. They don't have anyone to go to. And they go to my parents. And they're like, hey, I need help. Or can we, can you help me with this? Can we have dinner? <laughs> that family base allows for it to be the safest and healthiest experience. Mm-hmm. Truly. It's really it's really unique. Who's I, whose idea was it to do the reality show? It's on. It would be on Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. Whose idea was that? I mean, it was kind of all of ours together just because the you only see short clips of us on the internet mm-hmm. and I feel like it's hard for people to get to know us. Even in a YouTube video, it's like people don't want to watch in like get deep yeah. sometimes, but the show is very deep. It goes very deep into like our emotions, our um, lives, and then there's some fun stuff in it, but it definitely is a lot about mental health. Oh, okay. That's kind of, it's not like, oh my God, we're going to do TikTok dances today, which I think people thought it would be. And it's not like a fighting reality show. It's literally a docu-series of our lives and the stories that it tells are very like important to us and important like in the world. We talk about a lot of important things. Do you feel obligated to show another side to TikTok internet fame? Because if you only show it through one lens, people mm-hmm. can assume that it is just that one thing. I don't feel obligated to, but it is hard. You can't, like, it's hard to show who you are in a 15-second video with another song playing in the background. You're not talking. You're not, like, yeah. people, it's hard for people to get to know you, I think. So, but why is it important to showcase mental health? I mean, so many people deal with it, and... I think um, recently it's been a huge topic of discussion and it sometimes is joked about. So being able to visually see the seriousness and how like things can affect people, which is shown in the show, is going to be important. And people could take it either way, I think. But if it helps one person, then I'm happy. What is the hardest part about this whole thing for you? Probably... Like, not being able to fully trust people. I'm a very open book, and I, like, say anything to anyone sometimes. And then I'm like, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. It's because sometimes people act like they don't know who you are. So I'm like, cool, let's be best friends. And then I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I probably shouldn't have said that. That sucks. Yeah, but I have had times where I'm, like, I meet people, and we get comfortable with each other, and we just have a great night and like, totally cool and they never like say anything and that's really nice because it's like I feel like a normal kid where I can just do things and no one's like sneaking pictures or anything my friends have the same fear Mm -hmm. and it's a very real thing and it 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 really it has a very intense impact on one's life because you feel like you have to be on guard Mm -hmm. oh all the time my head I'm always like looking around is someone videotaping is there a camera out like 
even if I'm not doing anything wrong. But like, say someone just matter. takes an ugly picture of me, it's like okay. But but it's also like a betrayal <laughs> of trust, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're doing anything wrong in the room. It's mm-hmm. like you're just trying to have fun and have a normal Friday night. Yeah. Like, I've had kids, even that, like, I've went to high school with, I would go back home, and, like, I'd see, like, someone sneak a picture, and I'm like, dude, come on. Like, we would literally went to high school together. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you need to prove? You want me to talk to your friends and tell them that we're friends? I'll do that. Like, but you don't <laughs> need to sneak a picture. It's, like, I'd so much rather someone have a conversation with me and, like, talk, and we can have fun together rather than, like, oh, my God, I met Dixie. She said this, this, and this. Like, let's just keep, like, it between us and have fun. <laughs> but that doesn't bring them attention on the internet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I mean, what they want from that. That's what sucks too because TikTok does a really good job at like only letting people's hate videos go viral. So they could do a hundred makeup tutorials and they'll make one hate video and that goes viral. So they're going to switch to hate videos. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and the attention feels good. Like I know people are like, oh my God, I got a famous comment and I'll have like a hundred thousand likes or whatever and so they're going to keep commenting things like that to get attention and it sucks that it feels so good like because i get that i mean you want to do what people like and if that's hate people are going to do that Mm -hmm. well that's it like hate gossip that perpetuates hate Mm -hmm. like even the dixie d'amelia show to a certain degree is a tea talk gossip Mm -hmm. style conversation show right Mm -hmm. so yeah, but the thing is what's different, I I mean, I've kind of had a conversation about this before, but I like talking about people's problems because I don't really have a place. I mean, I would use my podcast for this where I would explain myself. So giving people a place where they could fully explain myself, explain themselves, but also have like full control of what goes out. Totally. So that's this. Yeah. I mean, that's just I've wanted like a comfortable place. I try to stay away from drama, but obviously... I've had people who are like drama sells. I mean, yes, but I've had people who like came and say things. I'm like, I cannot put that in. Like we've had to cut major things out that would get so much attention. But I'm like, dude, you're lucky that you told me that and not some random like person because you can't like, oh, my God, I'm not I'm not having that on me to put that on the Internet. But so you don't care that those whatever they told that you don't care that that could bring you more views for your show. I'd rather stay out of something like People have said things, and I'm like, I just sit there in shock, and I'm like, okay, so we're not going to put that in, but thank you. Um, I just like it to be fun and lighthearted, and I'm also very sarcastic, so doing, like, back and forth with people, I mean, um, I don't really do it as much anymore because people just don't get sarcasm in videos sometimes. So in the beginning videos, though, I'd be like, so why'd you do this? And then, like, make them uncomfortable, and that was fun, but... Then it kind of turned more serious um, and like, like an interview. Yeah, you're very you're very right about the sarcasm. <laughs> I I'm very sarcastic, but I know when I do it in interviews, I get so much hate for it. They're like, "You're mean. You're an ass. You're making them uncomfortable." No, like, I, <laughs> and I'll, then I'll stop. Then yeah, it, it's hard because you want to be yourself, but you can't. Yeah, it's very difficult because I'm very sarcastic, and I'm just like, we'll say things, and people are like, like Charlie was. I keep saying, like, oh, my gosh. Um, Charlie did a – we were doing a video, and someone, like, cut it and put it on TikTok, but she was, like, singing one of my songs. I'm like, what song is that? And people are like, oh, my God, she doesn't know her own song. I'm like, no, it was a joke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you, it's the smallest thing. There, It's just piles and piles of comments, like, that's 
And then people are like, it's sarcasm. No, it's not. She's serious. <laughs> you can't put emotional stock in comments. And I know that's no, easier said no. than done. But like, it's just the truth, right? And like, any comment's a good comment because you're evoking emotion from somebody and that mm-hmm. pushes your algorithm forward. And yeah. to your point, like, you can't be yourself. I mean, you can be yourself. You just got to be okay with some people not liking you. Oh, yeah. And yes, that's true. Just be true to you. Mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten better at that in the past few months. And people, I get a lot of comments like, why is she on my For You page? I'm like, you commenting that is going to get me on there more. So that's on you. I don't know. Like, block me. That's the best comment you can ask for. Like, okay, I'm going to see you again now. Whatever. You're at at a point where you're you're, you're etched into culture and society. So, like, don't even look at the comments. Mm -hmm. Unless it's on something that you really genuinely care about and you want to know the fans' reaction. Which I'm assuming, like, your art that you make and you collaborate on boy psycho i mean let's dive into some music here mm-hmm. i mean uh, the, these songs to a certain degree are extensions of you right mm-hmm. how do you define a f- boy uh, a f- boy is just a it's the player it's a guy who will talk to you tell you you tell you they like you and all that stuff and then be with another girl the next day but mm. It happens. Like, no one's judging. I thought it was a really fun song. And a lot of people could relate to it, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, Olivia O'Brien is the one who who gets that song to you. She Mm -hmm. was just on the couch last week talking about it. What, what, when you listen to a song for the first time that could be yours, Mm -hmm. how do you prepare yourself and what are you listening for? I kind of listen for everything. I'm a big lyrics person. I like looking at all the lyrics, which... People probably wouldn't agree with me on that, but with my next stuff, I'm very... Like, that's the first thing I listen to, where, um, like, people at my label are like, oh, this beat is so good. I'm like, yeah, but do you even hear what it says? Like, (laughs) um, and I just really like the message of the song, even though it was, like, not a PG message, but (laughs) I thought it was really fun and cute. It doesn't need to be PG. It just needs to be true. Yeah. And it needs to be something that, like, I don't know, you can, it's a part of you, mm-hmm. so you can relate to it and understand it, and have felt it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Psycho, yes. Ruby Rose, we, we have a, a rapper out of Lexington, Kentucky, I believe, another TikTok star, correct? <laughs> Social media icon? Yeah, she, I think she's, her biggest is Instagram, I think. Got it. But yeah. <laughs> how do y'all join forces, and how does this song come to be? So she's signed to my record label and we just like ran into each other a couple times and we talked about it a little bit, me and my A&R, about like, oh, a feature, how about Ruby? I was like, yeah, cool. And then nothing, we never really talked about it again. And then I just got the song back and she was on it. I was like, this is so dope. I love it. Like, yes, come on. And that's kind of just how it happened. It was so easy. It wasn't like a anything really. It's a great record. Thank so- you. You hear it without her on it, you cut your vocals to it, and then she just magically shows up. Yeah. I mean, it kind of worked out very easily, but the song was very short. Like, if her part wasn't on it, it would have been... It was so short. <laughs> I think the original, it was like started at like a minute and 30 seconds, and then oh. we added uh, another chorus, and then her verse, so... But Psycho, you co-wrote on that, right? Mm-hmm. Why was, was this the first song you ever co-wrote on? It was, it's the first song I'm releasing, and it was actually the first song I ever co-wrote because we did a writing camp, and this was, like, first session of the first day. 
of a two-week writing camp, and it, like, is one of my favorites. Well, can you explain to me how you prepare for a writing camp? Because I'm assuming it's your first one. Mm-hmm. It, it was, I had no idea what to expect. Um, it was people who worked on some of my songs before and then new people, and it was kind of weird because I would go into a room and they'll be like, okay, so what was like the worst day of your life? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, person I just met. Sure, <laughs> let me tell you. Um but it was a lot of fun, and once I got comfortable, I would, like, sit home and just write, like, okay, I could write about this, I could write about this. And I, we got a lot, and, like, a bunch of different styles of songs and a bunch of different, um, like, things songs are about. I know I don't want every song about, like, boys and breakups, but it's just the easiest thing to write mm-hmm. about. Like, it's just so easy to talk about pain. It's hard to sing about, like, happiness. So, um, yeah, Psycho is kind of that in the same realm. But it is true. Like you, you hold on to pain way more than you hold on to happiness. Mm -hmm. If it was the other way around, we'd probably live a much better existence Yes, (laughs) as a society. But so you understand how the the writing camp goes and then you go home and you come back with a bunch of like just life that you want to discuss. Just ideas. I have like notebooks that I write in like (laughs) when I'm in like therapy I like wrote a bunch of notes and I was like here do you like any of this or I would just like sit home and I would write things and like lyrics and see if it would work anywhere or I would just think of a situation like oh let's do something about this I'm trying to think we have we got so many songs out of the camp I think I have like 50 songs total because I did three writing camps I probably have like 50 songs and like maybe probably more and then, like, 20, 30 recorded, I think. Damn. I don't know. I'd need to look at it. But, yeah, so it was hard picking out what I wanted next, but I felt like Psycho was really cool, and I just wanted to put that out and, like, start the new chapter of my music and what I'm going to start releasing. Is this setting a sonic tone for what's coming next? Is it is it setting a level of honesty that you plan to match? Like, what? What is this what does this record represent for everything to come? I think it's just stories for me. Like the things I had before, I could relate to my life, but it still wasn't words for me. So like what's next is just stories you. of my life, yeah. And I really like that cuz I like being able to relate to things. And then there are some fun songs that are just like fun chanty songs that don't really have a story, but it's just like a good song that I got to co-write on. Do you remember the conversation you had with the team about Psycho? Like, what did you, what did you bring them? Um, like, my words into it? Yeah, like, how did that song start? Did you say, like, hey, this situation just happened to me? Or are you just thinking... thinking it wasn't the- really about a situation. And it really isn't about my life. I mean, I've gone Psycho before a little bit in relationships, just, like, deep diving. Like, literally last night I was searching for someone's Instagram, had no idea who they were. I found them in like 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) like just literally a random girl. I saw her and I was like, I knew one person she was with. I went through their entire following list, found them. Um, and like went on a secret account so I could watch her story and like find something. Yeah. Lots of, (laughs) lots of questions from that one. Yeah, Yeah. Like what does this girl mean to you and why does she require super spy like work? She was just really pretty, and I wanted to see who she was. And she had, like, a 1,000 followers on Instagram, and I literally watched her story on, like, my private account. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, should I follow her? But I didn't because I was 
It was like 4 a.m., so I didn't want it to be weird. Wait, so she's just a normal girl that you Yeah, I just wanted to know who she was. But, like, I get into those spirals of, like, searching for people, and I think a lot of people have done that in relationships where they're like, who is this girl? Who is their ex? Who is their ex's best friend? And, like, they get into a spiral of, like, knowing everyone about their current relationship. Um, I'm, I try hard to not do that. I'm not really the jealous type, but... If um, I know everything, there's <laughs> yeah. a part like is a part of you jealous that she only has like a thousand followers and she lives this private life. Like, yes and no. I mean, I like, I just like making people happy, and I'm able to do that with um, the following I have. But it would make life a little less stressful sometimes if I didn't have an audience watching every move I made. You'd be able to stalk people on your main account. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, so scared. I stalk people and, uh, like, I'll find someone's TikTok. I'll see them on my free page, go to their Instagram, go to their Visco, and I'm, like, so scared I'm going to like something. I'm, like, this is, I'm playing a very dangerous game. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're, you're, like, skipping over, like, landmines. Would you say you spend more time on your main account or your fake account? I spend a lot of time on my fake account. I have two fake accounts. I have one that, like, some of my followers know about, and then I have one that no one follows, but I follow, like, T-pages on it or, like, people who are private that I want to stalk. It's so bad. Yeah. Why? Is TikTok room just, like, died off? I don't know where it is. Um, I don't really spend that much time on T-accounts anymore, thankfully because that, that used to be like i was addicted to looking is someone talking about me what am i doing what am i saying and you would respond to everything yeah which was kind of fun when i like when i wasn't getting hate it was like fun to respond to things but i'm definitely a lot less stressed and have a lot less anxiety now that i'm not doing that mm -hmm. but i still look sometimes i'm like did i do something i'm so scared even if like i'm literally <laughs> oh. in bed sleeping i'm like oh my god what did i do we can't live like this. <laughs> we can't. We cannot live our life dictated by comments and tea pages. I know. And, but I have, like, over the past couple months, um, it's just I've realized how small everything is. Like, there's literally 7 billion people in the world, and there's a 1,000 comments on this one photo. And Doesn't matter. Half of them don't like me. Okay. Whatever. Like, okay. It's okay. I will never meet these people. They'll, and even if I did meet them, We'd probably get along. Like, I <laughs> I mean, I'm very, um, I try to just, like, be myself to everyone. And if you don't like me after you meet me, fine. Go. Like, sure. I don't care. But if you haven't met me, give me a chance. <laughs> it's unfair for somebody to judge you just based on what they see in an Instagram post or a T account or whatever. But I will say I do get it because I was a viewer for, like, most of your whole life. life. Yeah. So I do get, like, oh, my God, that person's annoying. And then... I mean, recently. Yeah, but you really don't even mean it when you say it. Like, people just say things to say things. Like, And I would never comment on someone's post and say something mean. Like, <laughs> I would never do that. Those are people you don't even want liking you. And again, you've evoked emotion from them, so you're still winning. <laughs> you really are. Do you have, like, a, a debut album already set, like, in your mind? Or is that so far off? It's not far off. Um, we have pretty much everything. Um and now that I've, like, sat with some of these songs for a couple months, I'm like, okay, what if this had more, like, a country-style production? Like, mm. thinking about different ways to try things. But all the songs that I have are very different. Like, none of them really match. And um, a lot of my next stuff, it's not, like, anything I'm really hearing right now, 
which I mean could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm it's a good happy thing. with it. Dude, when everybody's going <laughs> right, you go left. Unless I mean, like they're escaping a tsunami or something. <laughs> I mean, I do have one song that is like the pop rock song, which I really like, but and that's kind of what everyone's doing right now, but it's just so cool and I really wanted to do that. Um, but I have a lot of like I don't even know what to call it really. Like pop dance something and I don't know. If it feels true to you, put it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited for everything. I don't want to put out something I don't like. So, and are, you have you said 50 songs that you wrote? Uh, yeah, from all the camps. Ha! Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I give you a lot of credit. A lot of artists of your stature could have, in the past, like bought their way onto songs, like bought mm-hmm. a writing credit, and you didn't. I mean, all the songs. That's a thing. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I I like learn new things every day. I really don't. Um, I was wondering sometimes because I would see people. I'm like, that's weird. I've had like, yeah. I'm oh. not even gonna say what I. <laughs> but no. I have had situations where I'm like, I don't think that person wrote that song. I didn't know that was a thing. There are definitely those situations, but I could tell you this: like the bigger heritage artists are like. Yeah, they they're in the studio writing it themselves, yeah. or they're running the session and writing it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like I mean, I, Beyonce and Ariana Grande and yeah, like Ed Sheeran obviously write their own stuff, mm-hmm. but it's I love writing. That's probably like the most fun I have. It's just like so much fun. There's so much energy, and you're like going back and forth, like oh my god, that wait no, hold on, how about this? And like doing melodies is fun. I love doing all that. Do you feel like you're already becoming a better songwriter? Oh yeah. I mean, I was always like a terrible writer. I never like thought of. Like, in school, I was just... I, I don't even remember the last time I wrote an essay in high school. I would just always kind of get out of it because I hated writing. But um, I took poetry my senior year, and I really liked that. And some of the songs, like, that I have came out of, like, my poetry class. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I did the work. Um, but it's just really fun. It's so cool. And I love, like, big words in songs. <laughs> that sounds really stupid. <laughs> but I love, like, um, like how Dua Lipa puts, like, bigger words and songs yeah yeah like more challenging mm-hmm. like like you gotta i just think that's so cool and i also love storytelling a lot like so, in country music and in rap sometimes like old um rap like how yes it's very storytelling mm-hmm. that's where i kind of get my inspiration from so with everything you're saying how do you feel about be happy today um it'll always be my first song uh i like it but <laughs> i definitely want to um keep growing and have stuff come from my heart mm-hmm. is there a part of you that feels the need to like go all in on music and like give it a hundred percent of your time and energy and make that be the vehicle for your forever i mean i would love that to be at some point but i've again been a viewer of the internet for a long time and the people who do that lose their audience People didn't follow me for music. Yeah. They followed me for me. So if I quit everything and just did music, I'm going to lose everyone. And I want the people who support me and love me from day one to still have me. So that's why I'm not going to stop, like, doing all of my other things because there's people who just, like, don't like that or don't like music or don't like my music. So I don't want to, um, like, not give the people who are there to support me from the beginning, like, the attention that they want what is your goal with music it's to do what is it for you is it for other people it's definitely for me it's a very nice outlet um 
being in the studio and writing and just getting my feelings out. Um, like, I have a lot of songs where I just got anger out that will probably never be released. And it was just, it's just, like, a nice way to write something really cool and have a really cool song that I can literally listen to for myself and be like, oh, it's okay. I had these feelings. I don't need to be upset about it. Why would you not want to release that to the world? I don't want the drama about it, even though it probably... <laughs> like be good for me i just don't want to put that out there is the eventual goal to turn those people who weren't into your music originally into fans of dixie um just dixie (laughs) um if they like it i mean everyone has different music tastes and i definitely am just trying to get better and learn more and be the best I can. So if they become a fan, that's great. If they don't want to be, then that's fine. I just want to do what I'm doing for me and like the people around me. Today in the year 2021, <laughs> it is July 22nd. How does Dixie D'Amelio define success? How do you look at it? This is going to sound stupid. Happiness. No, it's not stupid. <laughs> and I, I think being like when I feel successful is when I make someone happy. I like just... um bringing joy to people's lives the people who support me and the people who don't because I always say like the people who don't like you need the most love and it's important to be there for them too because they're probably going something going through something in their own life that makes them put like hate out out into the world so I try to just be there for everyone and what makes you happy Mm, a lot of things um I mean I like I love my job I love what I'm doing I love like making me I'm happy when other people are happy I I've always been that way like I hate when anyone is upset like it'll ruin my whole day if someone else is sad so I just try like if everyone's happy and in a good mood I'm fine do you feel obligated to set that mood to curate that mood to get everybody there yeah my family wouldn't agree with that, but I think <laughs> I make everyone happy. <laughs> well, you feel the need to make people yeah. happy if they are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be the one who would, like, start the problem, but I would also be the first one to fix it. Because I'm like, what's wrong? Are you okay? I'm so sorry. Like, I will always apologize first and, like, just be like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, if my sister's mad at me or my mom or dad, like, I'll know what I'm doing, but then I'll apologize right after. What else are you thinking over there? I don't know. I was just thinking this, the, the lyrics of Psycho are like about kind of jealousy and like this and that. Okay. So, so going into the lyrics about it, I kind of wrote it about other people's relationships and what I have seen. Um, there has been like some of the lines like going through the dirt on your old phone. Mm-hmm. I have seen a situation where um, like you just go through someone else is other phone or their iPad and like have like you get the dirt on them for through that. But um I have a friend who was dating this guy and the guy was texting girls off the girl's phone. So off his girlfriend's phone. What? And deleting the messages, but like, hey, I wanna hang out, like all three of us should hang out, like, you know, all that stuff. And uh. she found out because she went on her laptop and it came up through like the iCloud messages and yeah that's how she found out but that was kind of like the main inspiration behind that I'm like that's crazy like he pretended to be her mm -hmm. and she was like I want us all to hang out like let's all it was weird but 
like that's the thing that's kind of the whole point of the song like someone will literally make you like have to check your text messages checking what they've done like but they're you're not doing anything it's the other person yeah, the other person is essentially making you psycho mm-hmm. yeah happens but yeah. it's not you it's no, them it's them but you'll feel crazy because you're doing that but you're not because yeah. they're literally doing something wrong yo <laughs> I had that moment a couple weeks ago. I was checking somebody else's laptop to see their correspondence between them and somebody else. I felt like a lunatic. <laughs> I felt nuts. I felt like I should be locked up. I was. Did you find anything? No, of course not. Because it's all <laughs> paranoia and craziness. I've never checked a boyfriend's phone before. I like. I don't care. I don't. If you're gonna cheat on me, cheat on me. Like, I don't care. Uh, this is the confidence <laughs> you need to apply to everything else. I know, like, I know. What? Like, if you don't want to be with me, just say you don't want to be with me. I don't care to see it. I mean, that's what I have, like, now. But I feel like that makes boys sometimes want to, like, do things more so I can get jealous. Like, boys kind of like jealousy sometimes mm. from what I've learned. But I'm like, I don't care. Like, if you want to be with me, I'm not checking your phone. If you have something like to tell me then tell me and then we won't be together anymore but like if there's nothing there i don't need to check and also like they're with you they should be thanking their lucky stars and looking up to the sky every day well they they probably (laughs) don't because they're stupid egotistical selfish (laughs) but they should have you always been like this or is this a recent thing i've always been very trusting until someone gives me a reason not to um I mean, I never thought I would be cheated on, but maybe my attitude, like, kind of went towards that a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. It's like, if you don't want, if you don't like me, then you don't like me. If you don't want to be with me, I'd rather someone tell me. Be honest. Don't waste our time. Yeah. I don't like getting my time wasted. And it's not cool to juggle multiple relationships (laughs) because you look like the moron at the end of the day. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Do you curse on the Dixie D'Amelio show? No. Got it. Are you comfortable on the Dixie D'Amelio show? There's sometimes I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. I get so com- nervous. I'm like in a ball. Like- <laughs> Dan's a big fan. I think it's funny. And I think that's what makes it different is just I, I don't think you're very comfortable up there, which makes it funny. <laughs> and sometimes it seems like not in a bad way, but depending on the guests, they like Dave Portnoy carries that episode. Oh, yes. And well, you probably love that, though. I'm terrified of him. Or I was terrified of him. He's actually really nice. But I was so nervous. Like, he makes me so like there's people that have been on that I'm just like nervous of but like with Haley Bieber I had to be like confident I'm like okay this needs to be I need to run it like who got it but with like my friend Larry I'm like nervous of him because I never know what he's gonna say like we had to cut a lot out of that episode because we just kind of started talking about drama but I'm like I get nervous because I'm like oh okay don't bring that up <laughs> so do you like it when you have a guest on that you're friends with or not friends with more Does, what what do you enjoy I mean, I think it's more informational when it's a person I'm not friends with. Yeah. When it's a friend, we get more, like, fun and into, like, oh, remember when you did this kind of conversation? <laughs> Which we don't really put in any of that stuff because I don't want it to be, like, drama. Mm-hmm. But I know. I, sh- I feel like I should do, like, a blooper reel of all, like, the little <laughs> details. You should put together I- a blooper reel of you forgetting the name of your own show or kind of, like, looking around. You're like, what is this thing <laughs> called again? It's, like, nine wo- nine words long. I mean. <laughs> changed the name so many times but i'm literally early late night show late early day night whatever yeah <laughs> but now funny. it's just the dixie d'amelio show no it's the early late night show 
It's so okay. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think the title on YouTube says the Dixie. I don't know. I really don't know. I just I say whatever. Well, we watch. We love your set. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. We're not expecting an invite. We have no drama <laughs> to serve you. Um, but you know what? Y'all need to listen to this human being's music. We're going to put a link in the description below. Listen to Psycho. Also, boy, very excited for the songs that you wrote to come out. I mean, Psycho means the most to you right now out of everything out there in the world. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for things to keep coming out. I have, like, songs that I love that I don't even know what, like, the plan is. Oh, my God, that was so weird. I just want it to be out. Um, uh, yeah. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm so excited. Well, please come and hang out album time so we can dissect it all. I mean, I would love to. I love, like, going over every, like, line and titles. Ugh, I have titles that I love that, like, People are like, you can't name it that. No one's going to listen to it. Do you have an example? I mean, I think I can say it. it's called Toes. Toes? But I think we're going to change it because they're like, I've talked to people and they're like, I wouldn't listen to a song called Toes. Yeah, but that's like, ridiculous. Well, I'd actually click on a song called Toes faster <laughs> than I would if it wasn't called Toes. You know that country song, Toes? It's Zach like, Brown Band? Yeah. yeah. Like that. I would listen to it because it's called Toes. I yeah. think they want to name it On Your Toes. Toes is so cool. Yeah. Is that because... Maybe they said, all lowercase. Is that because they said Griffin had a foot fetish? <laughs> <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with that. But I also thought, oh, people are going to think it's about that. But I'm like, it's such a fun song. Whatever. Like, I hate when people try to connect things so hard. I'm like, no, it's just I love it and it's fun. Literally, it's Psycho is not about me. I mean, I've been Psycho, but like, I didn't take examples from my life. Like, I took examples from friends, relationships, and TikTok. But Honestly. you're a public person in a public relationship. People are like, oh, yeah. that's about Noah. <laughs> but, but but the truth is, there's a little psycho in all of us. And I mean, I, yeah. That's what I got from the record. You Like, you're telling me you haven't looked through someone's Instagram. You end up on their, like, sister's cousin's page. Like, it happens. It does happen. Yeah. Even if you're just, like, asking, oh, how's this person? What did they do last night? Like, everyone, I feel it goes through those moments. My only ask is do not let a white heterosexual man's foot fetish come between you <laughs> and your art. If you feel like the song needs to be called Toes, you share. I think I should. I'm that's what I think I would personally listen to a song called Toes. Yes. Yes. There's a lot I, I can go through all the <laughs> the history of songs that had really unique titles that stood out and mm -hmm. bumped up streaming in a way that you wouldn't have ever have imagined because it's kind of clickbaity but it's kind of mm -hmm. not, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty good at, like, doing clickbait things. I try to do that on TikTok a lot. I'm like, I'll put a, per a, a part in a song that's, like, weird, and then it'll get more attention. And people are like, oh, my God, she does this every time. I'm like, yeah, you're falling for it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I do it every time because it works. You're talking about it. So we could be expecting toes sometime soon. Yes. Got it. Writing that down. <laughs> um, final thoughts? Yes, I just had two tweets I wanted to ask you about. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, when is this collab happening with Niall Horn? Oh, oh my please. God. <laughs> we love Niall. Yeah, me too. Um, everyone got so mad at me about that. Why? Okay, I waited. I saw the tweet, and I waited an hour to respond because I was just typing things and then deleting it. And I like I kept going back and forth, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, big. I need to know what to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually golfing with someone who works on our team's dad, and that's, like, kind of how it went okay. together. So... Um, I was like, oh, what do I say? I called all my like friends who are huge fans. I was like, what should I say? And I was going to like say something funny and sarcastic, but I'm like, 
uh, probably shouldn't. Um, so that's what I got. And then all the that's comments what you were came like, up with? Yeah, Hey, let's that, make some TikToks. Cowboy. That, that took an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all the replies were like, get away from him. Like, he added me. I wasn't, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just cool. I don't even think Charlie responded because she was so scared. But. I get it. Is he going to be the next guest on the Dixie D'Amelio <laughs> late night early show? Uh, I'm too scared to have him on. Like, there's some people I just wouldn't have on because it's not even, like, worth the hate. <laughs> Were you that nervous when you uh, worked with Liam on the Christmas song? Yes, but we didn't meet each other and I feel like people uh, were fine with that. Okay. Like if I was in the same room with him, I think it would be a bigger problem. What do you mean problem? Oh. <laughs> like, like why are we airing on the side it's, if it's an issue? It's a great thing. It's a great moment. You are together with Liam in the same room if it was to happen. It's so funny because I literally grew up listening to so many people that I'm a huge fan of. They're like, stay away from them. I'm like, I was a fan before you were alive. Actually, I went to their concerts. So it's funny getting hate sometimes. I'm like, shut up. I was there. I have my tickets. I saved my tickets from that concert. I have the confetti that fell down. Yeah. I like. You have, have... seats. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. The one other tweet. Oh gosh, was... I'm scared. Oh, I'm not good at this. Hold on. It's a new toy. It's a new. Um, was this a random or is this someone we know? This guy, the guy sitting, sitting next, next to me, me. is searching <laughs> his own name on Twitter. He seems obsessed oh, with himself. Could be me. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um. It was about Noah because <laughs> we were sitting next to each other at dinner and he was like going through and liking all the tweets that mentioned him. I'm like, I just tweeted that. And then he tweeted back at me that I was staring at his phone. But I try not to look at my own name. It's healthy. But it does happen sometimes. Like seeing my name on anything. I'm like, I'd rather like I try to be very quiet. Like I don't really tweet like my own tweets. I'll just reply to people because it gets less attention. But I uh, undercover kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Under the radar. You, you got to do your TikToks, you got to do your YouTube show, and you got to tell your story through music, and that's what you're doing. Yes. Don't let the comments define you. You're an incredible person. Oh, thank you. Very genuine and a great artist, and I'm so excited to hear what's to come. Yeah, I love Psycho. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah, your voice sounds great. I think the feature sounds perfect on there. Yeah. Yay. I'm excited. I can't wait for people to hear it. I actually didn't leak this song too much for like... Boy, I leaked the whole thing before it came out. But this one, I only put out like a 12-second clip, so it's going to be a surprise. Giddy up. For people. Click the link in uh, <laughs> the description to listen to it. And please, open door policy when it's album time. Come back. And really, really excited to uh, just watch it grow and evolve. And thank you for being here and giving us time and energy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Dixie. Woo! <laughs> hey, thanks for joining our conversation with Dixie D'Amelio. Psycho's her newest record. Give it your year. And please subscribe to this podcast, share it with those you care about, and have an amazing day. Be safe, hug your family if you can, and don't go to jail. I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love.